Papa couldn't have understood what he was asking me to do in the beginning. Or at least, that is what I thought. I was... I don't know the age. I could have been three, or five, or seven. I don't really remember. I just remember my Papa sitting at the table beside my mama, crying his eyes out, promising everything would get better, that there was a way out, that he would fix it all. I remember when he turned to me, big eyes full of tears and holding on to a toy with all my might. It was a mini-me doll, something that Mama had ordered from a site that made dolls that looked exactly like people, and she had made a doll that looked like her, the original her before the sickness. He looked at me and the doll with tears and big eyes just like mine. He asked me to do that. That. Something that I was told never to do. That which was not defined nor given a name or a reason as to why a small emotional child with a little understanding of our world would have. But Papa asked me to fix this and make it something better than now and to use that through tears and big eyes and words through an unopened mouth. And even though my mama through a weak voice and failing lungs told me, begged me, demanded me not to do it, my little hand reached out and that happened. I used that, and my mama's warmth flooded through to my doll, but she had no more warmth in her body or a pulse, but she was no longer in pain. There was no longer any strain on her body, and for something that had no longer had a warmth or a pulse, her lungs no longer hurt her body. Instead, it seemed to relax and breathe naturally, as if something heavy had been lifted off of it. The doctors could not explain it, and not wishing to be sued, they released her body to Papa, which of me, Papa, was the doll and Mama's now easy, breathing body in bewilderment at first. To be honest, afterward, I didn't really hold my doll as close, nor did I treat my doll the way I did at first. I didn't like act like there was something wrong with the doll, but I behaved as if I was holding a delicate person, like there was something so breakable about my doll that it didn't at first. Papa was the one that told me about my behavior, and as a test, a small little test, he covered the mouth and nose of the doll to see my mama's body's reaction. The thrashing and my cries was the reaction. And then my papa changed. He became a doctor, told people that he could fix them, that he could give them time to heal from something that usually people didn't have time. He didn't have a license, but he did have my mama's body. Now growing hair and looking like a sleeping beauty instead of a sickly patient, he told people that if they paid monthly, that they could sleep away the illness that had ravaged their bodies, that they could wake up and be whole again. And at first, no one would believe him. And at first, I was confused as to what he was talking about. Mama was still sick, right? I mean, a person who does not wake, does not eat, does not move, and just sleeps all the time is sick. Mama told me so. 
what I didn't understand was the fact that these people, sleeping pretty perfect versions of themselves, was something that people longed for. A quick fix that had no real medical explanation. A quick fix miracle, except it was not. It was me and that, and the slow collection of dolls that was growing in my room, all of them carrying the warmth of a person that they looked like, all of them for me to hold and take care of as Papa was getting more and more money. We quickly bought another house, one with huge rooms for us and the guests that were sleeping away in their room. Soon there were other doctors, nurses, and caretakers that came to fix the sleepers. They were led in to help, not knowing the full truth of what was going on. And a few of them, probably my Papa bring in more. I was... I had everything I could want, fancy clothes, <clears throat> good food, fancy stuff, and yet I felt there was something wrong. I knew there was something wrong. Every time I woke up, I felt feverishly sick, as if I was burning up alive. Yet no matter how many doctors looked at me, they said it was fine and that I was just having nightmares. Waking nightmares. Some even joked I should drink more water not realizing that the new fridge was halfway full of nothing but chilled water bottles that was just for me. The cold water that I guzzled down by the gallon was never enough. I knew it would get worse every time I used that, and I began to wonder if I should do as a movie I once watched devised. Never sleep again. It was madness. I didn't want to use that anymore until something gave and there was something the doctors could do to help me. I was foolish enough, however, to voice this to Papa at dinner, and I cringed away from the warm steak that was fixed that night by our chef. The rolling nausea was caused by the pure heat making me speak. Do you not wish for your mother to get better? Are you really that selfish, my child, or that blind? It struck me, and I was confused on how to respond. Up until now, Papa had treated me as if I had never aged from that moment in the hospital. His words, soothing and low, always with new games or candies or tickets to a new place. I rarely got in trouble, and he always, always took my side. So for him to say such a thing made me ashamed and alarmed, wondering what I had said that was such a horrible thing. I tried to explain how me using that made me feel sicker how the fact that the doctors not finding anything wrong with me could be linked to why they couldn't find out how that worked. I was afraid to go to sleep, fearing the blind sight and heat that would choke me when I waked. Yet, the more and more I talked, the more and more upset Papa seemed to be with me, as if I was insulting him in some way. I grew silent, not knowing what to do next, and not feeling hungry, left the table out eating. Rushing to my room where the only ones to see me cry was the dozens of dolls that was in my room now, lining the two of my walls as they stared down at me, button eyes.
I would like to thank you for taking time out of your day to listen to another of the stories of the Illuminate Archives. I hope you have a wonderful day and your dreams are filled with our nightmares. We will be seeing you soon.